This is Anthony Ferretti of CNR Graphics, and you're listening to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. We do printing, they talk riding. It's Motorcycle Men! You're waiting too long to no, do it was underneath everything. To do the yeah. sounds. You, one's got to start, then you start the next one, then you start the next one. You don't wait, like, for the one motorcycle to go by, then start the next one, then start the next one to go by. <laughs> no. Then you start the next one. You don't understand. No. It's the exact same sound. That's why you can't tell the difference. Okay. That was the technical end of our show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Ted, and we're here at the V-Twin Cafe. This is the Motorcycle Men. Uh, we're on season two, episode number 25. Um, this is our post-ride, pre-americated ride that we're going to talk about. Uh, I am Ted, a.k.a. Wrong Way. <laughs> and I'm here with Tim. Tim Buktu. And I'm also here with uh, Chris, the Joker. <laughs> How's it going, brothers? What What's up? Going on? What's it up? are what it are. So, uh, when did we move to Seattle? Oh my God! It's raining all the time. It has been raining a lot here in the Northeast in New Jersey. Uh, I haven't I I haven't ridden since we did our High Point ride. Wow! Really? It's been cra- it's been crappy every single freaking day down there. Down there, down by me. We both we all uh, we live in different uh, yeah, you, weather. You're a totally different weather pattern up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only an hour away, but sixty. I miles mean, even makes ten it. miles away from where I work in West Orange. It's uh, like what, what time did it stop raining here today? Mm, it didn't really rain. It was like overcast. It wasn't oh, really raining. It, it rained. It rained. It rained. But it's down by me. One one thirty. Yeah, it rained. No, but, it well, it didn't really rain. It was wet, like totally rainy. It didn't really. Yeah. I mean, it didn't rain rain at all. Let's put it that way. Really? <laughs> so, okay. Did it rain or no. did it not rain? <laughs> it, all right, it, what time did it actually? What do you rain? call? What do you call a bear in the rain? A wet fucking bear. No, a drizzly bear. <laughs> so it was drizzling. Yes. Okay. It's, it would rain down by me all day today. Yeah, it was it, raining hard. It didn't stop until about 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it, it rained real hard. And, and then it was just one. icky for the rest of the day. And it's, In fact, it was the sun was just starting to show itself when I left to come up here. I thought oh, it was yeah. going to rain when I got home today. Yeah. At 5 o'clock, there's nasty clouds just blowing uh, around. And tomorrow is not going to be that way, is it? Nope. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, B-E-A-U. so I think there's going to be some. My bike is an absolute mess. Dirty. Oh my god! <laughs> I keep, I polish my bike, then it gets one uh, one spots on. Well, let's, I tell you what. Let's, let, let's just get right into it. Uh, we got a great show today. Got, we, we have a we have a special guest coming in. We have um, Kevin McKinney from the um, Throttled Podcast is going to come on later cool. on. We're going to cool. talk about some cool stuff. Uh, but first, let's let you know today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial from audibletrial.com slash motorcycleman. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, and or MP3 player. And I got some audiobooks to talk about today. Cool. Some cool stuff. Uh, but let's get right into it. We had our high point ride two yes, weeks ago. We did. A week and a half ago. And the weather, we were tossing the turn if we were going to change the date of the ride, if we were going to change it to Sunday or not. It turned out to be pretty good. It turned out to be pretty good. Sunday was a nicer day. Actually, Sunday was turned out to be a lie. 
Right. Because they claimed it was going to be a nicer, was gonna day. Be a nicer day. It turned out Sunday was actually a, a worse day. <laughs> right. But Saturday, uh, we actually had beautiful weather up until about 4 o'clock. 4, 4.30. And by that time, we were already on our way back. We were close to being on our way back. Uh, we turned out we had a great group. Yes. Um, it's funny because we had 15 people sign up for the ride, and that included four passengers. No, that did not include four passengers. As it turns out, only two, three, three of the people that signed up showed up. All right? Really? And the, but that got replaced by four other people who saw our saw the ride listed on letsride.com. Nice. And of course there was us. So we had a, we had like a, we had 11 bikes and no passengers until we got until we until we got up to New York and then that's when our uh, friend Doyle joined no, us. No, no, there was one passenger. Oh, what what oh was my there? God. What are you Oh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That was Zion. Zion. Right. Zion, right. Had that's his, Zion. Yes. What ride did you do? <laughs> right. Were you there? The, the one that you said you were going to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I went on another ride. I went, <laughs> I went up to the, the Hawks nest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, uh, so we did have our friend Zion from Pennsylvania. I just know I, know I had a few people that were going to go, Yeah. and then the weather scared them. Right. That's it. The weather scared everybody else because it was looking like we were going to get 80% chance of rain. They were saying about 3 o'clock, and we were like, I don't know. So, it was almost man. different in every, in every path. And it was like, yeah, out. right. And I checked three different online weather forecasts, and they all said something different. So not only that, but I sent out an email two days prior and saying, if you would rather we change the ride till Sunday, then we'll do so. And only three people of the 15 got back to me and said they didn't care one way or the other. So I'm like, uh, well, we couldn't likely change the ride to Sunday when no one else responded because then – you know, 15 people might have showed up on Saturday and we're still riding on Sunday. So right. we elected to just have the ride on Saturday. And uh, I got, well, it wasn't that bad. So uh, we, we all met at the Dunkin' Donuts. Everybody, I gave out goodie bags to people who wanted goodie bags. Uh, and then we, uh, I had the GPS and my, my Garmin 390 LMG GPS all yes, plugged in with it with that. I gave you the 395 LM from Garmin that they gave us as loan. The one that kept on wanting me to go back home. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. The entire Forgot trip. about that. So, uh, you're, yeah. you're, 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 uh, we're going to review that in a second. This re- GPS was taking an entirely different totally ride. Totally different we route. And I don't, I don't understand why because I, we, we selected the same route. I think the problem was that we selected begin. And it was going to the next point Here's over and over thing. and over. We have to go out again with your GPS and just follow all of its instructions <laughs> to see where it takes us. It was, I think it wanted to take us to the shop right in Garwood. I don't know why. But. Zion was telling uh, Kelly that <laughs> you you weren't following the directions of a map you gave. <laughs> they were looking at the map and said, it says this way, and you're going. No, I was, following, I was following the GPS, and the GPS was correct. So the directions were actually, those directions that I handed out to everybody were was based on what the GPS was doing. <laughs> So I don't so, know. You know what you did? You're go, you're he was looking the right at the way. map upside down. I think I don't know. Sure. You were giving everybody the treat, the trick way of getting. <laughs> That's right. If they, had, if they got lost, you had no freaking no excuse but to follow me because I knew where the hell I was going. Well, actually, the GPS knew. Where yeah, it was but going. you made that ride really long. I, yeah, you know, hindsight being what it is, I should that ride should have been 150 miles done. Because, you know, we're doing 20, 30 miles an hour most of the time. Well, I didn't think it was that bad because you remember some of the rides we did up on Maricade? 
Yeah. We did that one that was 190 miles it was like right. round trip. Yeah. yeah. So you cut that in half. That's. But that's what we were there for specifically, I guess. So but yeah. People around here and do but it. then again, the ride right up there from the beginning to the end was perfect. Here you got to go through so much shit just to get anywhere good. Right. Oh yeah, it's I mean that's the problem. Just getting it's out of this snow. area it's took horrible. us forever. Yes, yeah, yep. But once we got out of this area, when I say out of this area, I mean within an hour. I think within it, well, once we got at 45 minutes, I'll say, once we've been on the roof for 45 minutes, we were pretty much out of all this crap. And the roads were great. Yep. You know, even even though we went through some crappy roads going through the um, uh, Delaware Water Gap National Park, we went through some of those roads. That, that was cool as hell, though. You got to admit, yep. that was really, really neat. Um, but the, we, we, we went, uh, went down to the Hawk's Nest, Route 97. Oh, my God. In New York. Beautiful. That was fantastic. Absolutely, and I, and you were right, and because we had, we had the headsets on, we were talking, and Chris was right because after we went through the hawk's nest, which is only about four miles long, it's pretty cool. Though. Yeah, it's really it cool. cool. It was only about four miles long, but we did the whole fourteen all the way out to past Claire, uh, uh, Clairesville. No, not Clairesville. I can't remember the name of the town. Yeah, but, you should have turned around earlier. Uh, you said, Chris. He says, if it was me, I would have turned around already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were following the Delaware River, I think we were going to end up in Erie. <laughs> you know, but as far as we were, we were going. I mean, ultimately, I didn't. I don't give a shit. I mean, I it was a beautiful ride, time. though. It was great. It was a great ride. And you guys kept yelling at me because I was going to turn around. He's like, "Why didn't you turn around back there?" I said, "Shut up, just follow the route." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to piss off the GPS. <laughs> so, uh, but the ride was great. That was fantastic. We stopped and took some great pictures. They're posted on the website. And uh, then we stopped to have lunch at Arlene and Tom's. Yeah, yes, and they set up a, great. a big long table really for us, and it was yeah. all sat together and. By that point, we uh, uh, four guys had already bailed uh, on the ride because they had a good well, yeah, uh, It was getting Two long. guys left when, as soon as they got to the Port Jervis. Yeah, and then two other guys left before we that. And then our friend Zion, uh, who's a motorcycle man fan, uh, he who listens to us. Hello, Zion. Zion, and, hello. And wife? And wife. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. I keep on to say Stacy, but I, can't, I forget. I'm sorry, dude. You can give <laughs> me hell on Eat, Sleep, Ride. But... Um, Mrs. Zoe. <laughs> Mrs. Zion. Mrs. Zion. Um, but he uh, he was with us, and he had a bail as well because his bike wouldn't shut off. Oh, yeah, that switch, so that to, broken uh, switch. I hope he fixed it. He, yeah, I, he did send me an email. He said they actually were able to fix it for him. They took care of it for him oh, really? at, the Harley, at the Harley dealer. So they took care of that. And uh, he said he got caught a little bit of rain going back. But uh, from that point, uh, Doyle had joined us at the Mel. Doyle Mel, and uh, then we, that's when we went down. At that point, I think it was only five of us. Yeah, it was only five of us at that point. We started out with eleven, we ended up with five. So it was good though, and we rode through that whole and area. And then you heard we, this we the entire really way. You heard, the entire you heard that the entire trip. <laughs> Kelly thought it was his bike. Oh, he panicked, man. He was telling you right in front of me. There's something wrong with my bike. <laughs> <laughs> Riding and, through um, and just creating panic. Right I know. Now. Sorry, I just and. Uh, Kelly said, or you said, it sounds like it's coming from my right side. Right. That's and what then, it sounds uh, like for me. But. And then Zion said, uh, it could have, it sounds like it's either, if it's not your pulley, it's your flyout, um, your flyout uh, bearing. So, I don't know. So, we're going to find out. And then you later told me that your friend, friend of yours said that it sounds like it could be, he had the same problem, and it was his rotor. Right. Now, if you're saying it's coming from my right side, then it's very possible it could be my rotor. But too I'm, bad, like you, like you couldn't take it the actual the Harley, uh, uh, you know, factory. 
and have them take your bike completely apart. <laughs> and they're going to find a squeaky you know, toy. You know, you know really they're going to squ- <laughs> find a little rubber ducky that was stuck in there the whole time. Nobody really needs to put his bike on the uh, that um, the tester. On the diner? The diner. Just to let it run so you could sit oh. there and listen to it. Yeah, and find out where yeah. it's coming from. That'd be funny. Marricade. They don't have a dino. Uh, did they? Yeah, no, they, they did. They, they used it. Remember, the, they were letting people do uh, riding. Oh, no, 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 no. That was part of their That was part of their I know, but that ride was a thing. dino. That was a, a dino machine. Di- a dino, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That would be a good way to check, find out. Yeah, my bike you'd be able to like, have somebody ride the bike stationary, and then you could just be in the back and listen to it. Can you tell me where that's coming from? It's coming I from like your, it will get in your pocket. It. That'd yeah. be perfect. Yeah. Then you can get down real close and listen to where the sound. I was even from. thinking if you had somebody that can ride behind, like have your wife with a uh, like one of those selfie sticks with a with your camera on, it, <laughs> and just hold it right by the wheel and go back and forth to see where it gets loud and where it gets quiet. You uh, just you follow them and then like I'll be on the front and I'll hang upside <laughs> and put my head really close to the ground and then you, you pull real close to his back tire. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to ruin the new helmet. That'll, yeah. <laughs> like the flying Luendas. You'll see me like fucking... <laughs> I'll drive right next to Ted, and then you can straddle between yeah, the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are having way too much fun with my, my misfortune. So that's that That was... Um, yeah. That was it. So but anyway, thanks to everybody who, who attended the ride. It yes, was a lot you. of fun. Awesome. Uh, what ended up happening was Great when we were coming south, people. we decided, okay, we got to stop and get gas. We got into Blairstown, and that's it's on the route. Really so we knew there were gas stations like just there to the right. <laughs> so we made the right turn. As soon as we made that right turn, headed west, we only had to go like a, not even a quarter mile. We saw these big black clouds just hovering over there. Yep. Was, and at that point, Doyle had a bail, so there was only the four of us left. And we just said, you know, maybe we should just go back, go home. And we did. We and made it was a, smart because it was just we, we got that. back here and oh, it started Ke- Kelly was still with us. So when we got back down to when we got to Bridgewater on Route seventy eight. Kelly bailed, and it was just the three of us. And then we just yeah, he bailed quick. He bailed quick. <laughs> he did. Did he get rained on? Huh? Did he say he got rained on? Uh, no. He said he got home, got his bike in the garage, and ten minutes later. That's exactly oh, what happened here. We that cloud follows all the way home. It did. It chased us all the way home. It was I, right I, behind I, us. And then I when I left, I left your house. It there was a little sprinkle as I was getting out of Parkway, and then it stopped. I was fine. And then I just hauled ass down the Parkway. I had to go forty eight miles to get home. Uh, I was at 38 miles, and then the sky opened up. And I'm on the Garden State Parkway doing 70 miles an hour. And it wasn't like a little bit of rain, drizzling, drizzling. It was... <laughs> it was... It was the it was it was apocalypse. It was happening right there on my head. I it's just like it's like why I'm not going to pull over and put the rain gear on now. Too late, <laughs> right? No, yeah, it waiting. gets to a point where if it's, you just, wet, it's you pointless. It. It's pointless. Yeah. Just deal with it. And believe it or not, I got within two minutes of home and it stopped raining. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> it's so. And there's uh, no bridges down there by no, you. No, no. So you can't even pull over. Even if I did, it was, what, what, I'm just going to like sit still wet for 20 minutes until it stopped raining. So <laughs> I said, screw it. So anyway, but it was a great ride. I had a really, really good time. And uh, a couple of our listeners are eager for us to do that again. Yeah. We'll so have to do something maybe later different. on this summer yeah, we'll something do something different. totally different. different. I've yeah. been wanting the Pine Barrens. Yes. I was we looking never, at we that. We never go south anymore. Yeah. I was, I was looking at that. I'm you know what? South. It's all, it's all straight south. down there. I'm gonna, I might do that this weekend if I have time. Well. Uh, I'll be home. I'm not going anywhere. Gonna run down to Sandy Hook, or I'll run down to your house. There we go. Then we'll get on a bike and we'll head south, and we'll, you can listen to my squeak all, you know all the way down. You know, the fun ride is taking the beaches all the way down. 
It's a not that well. This time of year might be like it's Cuban. a slow well, ride. It's a slow now, ride. This is Memorial Week. Cool. This is Memorial Weekend because you're only going It'll about twenty five miles an hour. Yeah, along the beach. It's a nice ride. It's a nice ride. It is a nice ride. Sights. But there's also a lot of... Yeah, I know what you're saying. There's a lot of a-holes driving down there, too, at this time. Well, yeah. The last time I went down, I almost ran over a, a woman's dog. That was fun. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I let a dog run right out in front of me. <laughs> and I'm so like, tell oh. Yes. Now, here, on the ride, you had a mechanical issue that you didn't realize until we were almost home. No, on actually, the way we were Port Vert Jervis when we found out. Oh really? It was. Oh, it's right. It wasn't Port Jervis. Yeah. yeah, and that was yes, what my lights. At, uh, my fl- I blew. Yeah, I blew my fuse on my lights, which at the time I didn't know it was a fuse. I had to find out what it was, and then I changed it when I got home, put the new fuse in, and the lights came The up? next day, it went out again. Mm-hmm. Now I took the bike apart, took the whole light system out, checked everything, and. I don't know. I it, it's, And then I took it for a ride, ran over every bump I could find, <laughs> put both right. lights on. after replacing the fuse again. Yes. Okay. And I, I took the battery out. I bought a tester, and I took the battery out. I was trying to test it. Couldn't find shit. And you said the connector was seemingly a little loose, though, for no, the new lights, right? No. Well, the, the pins that come out of the new light were longer than the hole that it was supposed to longer go into. Longer than the socket, so... And yeah. don't say anything, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 you can see he's wanting to Yeah, so I, I clipped them down a little bit and made it close okay. all the way, so now it's better. So let's hope that's the problem, but I don't know. And if it's not, I have no other option well, but to it, take it to somebody it, to fix it. Right. You gotta, if you go more than a mile, don't worry. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. No, I, wait, no, I, I wrote a few mi- I wrote a few miles the other day when I did it. All Define right? a few. Yeah. Huh? Define a few. It was about five miles. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. Well, now something would have should have happened. If, right, if yeah. it was just short, yeah, right. it would have should have happened. It would happen then. But right. it didn't. I was putting the other lights on and off. Well, you know what I said? I mean what I told you too, if it happens again, it's gotta be the new light. Not necessarily. Did not have that problem before the new light. No, yeah, I know, but maybe Jim said yeah, brought I mean, up clear brought as up, day. Jim it's... brought up a good point. Maybe there's something in the light that's shorting out, causing the short. And one of the lights that's causing the short. Yeah, but this the is the first time. This is the probably. first time you've noticed it, though. Yes, because LED lights uh, they don't use any power. But the thing is, you know, one of the things is when we're going, you don't know when your lights burned out going up. That's to the whole point. Project. Right you there, don't no. know. And, you're in front of me, so I can know, and nobody. Yeah, but you really were in front of tell. me, so you would have to know. You would know better than I, but you weren't paying attention. to I me. wasn't watching your lights. No, I was not. But I, yeah, I mean, you, you would think somebody behind you would have said, "Hey, your signals aren't working." Now, for electric lights, are, are they automatic? Yeah, you've got. They're, they're, they're auto canceling, right? Yours are auto canceling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, the, uh, can you shut your lights off on on all the bikes? No, you can't. No, 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 no. no, no, no lights. I thought you were talking about the signals. No, you can't. Headlights, you can't shut off. Sure about that? Yeah. I'm Even electric lights? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're always on. Okay. Just make sure. Yeah. Now, now that's that's a weird thing with my directionals is when I put my left directional on, say. Oh yeah. The Did right, you check that by the way? The right one. Remember I told you what was happening? Was it doing it like? Like I, when you I, put I your know. blinker on, it was, it, your 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 lights were going hazard. They were going right, left, right, left, right. Oh, Brightly, right, left, right, right. because yeah. right now Not, it, they were like kind of off. One was off ish. One the one on the opposite side always. Right now, it's just like uh, not even going out all the way or on. It's just it's just like pulsing. 
lightly as the other one is going on. Be yeah, there's something going you on. You got a short somewhere. Right? Well, let's put it this way: you have like nine days to fix it. How am I going to fix it? I don't know. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, don't go fucking with it. I mean, if it's workable right now, if it's working, fine, and don't don't fuck with it. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to find. Because I mean, it's not like I got a bazillion wires on that yeah, bike. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what you're gonna. I mean, it, I mean, it, it actually shouldn't be that much. Um, the, the basics, one on one, like replace all the bulbs and and the blinkers and everything. The back oh. rear, replace everything. Well, just the bulbs. I'm just talking yeah. the small stuff. Then see what happens. Maybe Usually, it's a stupid just like little with, bulb with a car. Thing out. Just like with a car, if one of, if one of your yeah, bulbs one of goes bulbs out, it screws, it screws everything up. up. So maybe one of your bulbs is shot. I don't yeah. know. I really electrical so issues. One of my with auxiliary anything. lights is out the the back bottom ones that yeah. are like your add-on auxiliary lights. Yeah, maybe they're not working. I could be, but I don't know if that's going to be a causing. Why but not? they're LEDs though. Doesn't matter. How do they? How does? Here's what you might want to try doing. Just as a fluke. Here's a. Try disconnecting everything that's auxiliary on the bike that was added on later. Can you do that? Oh, my God. I don't even know how to begin with that. Wires are everywhere. Well, anything that's wired to the battery is going to be auxiliary. Yeah, it's got to be all wired to the battery. Oh, no. It goes, they're all going to, uh, like, auxiliary. Oh, he's got, like, a hub in there. You got to look at this. There's this cacophony of shit that's in there. (laughs) Well, what you got to do is call Steve up, the guy you bought the bike from, and yell at him. (laughs) Have him come up, so come have up, him come from, up come and up, fix it. Yep, from Tennessee. Come, come up, up from Tennessee and, and fix it. it. <laughs> All right. So that's our uh, mechanical issues and things. What's going on? And Tim's going to. We're going to try to take care of that this weekend because we do have the um, we have Americade coming up. So we're going to make yes, sure we, we don't do. miss that. We got to desqueak you. Got to desqueak me. I'm. That's going to happen. So like, what's going to happen with me is I'm going to change my brakes this weekend, lube up the back of the brake uh, and the calipers. And then take it for a ride. If it squeaks again, then I'm going to change the uh, change out the. Uh, See, rotor. I hate you to go and change the rotor and still have the problem. Well, what, if, yeah, you what start, if it's that bearing? What if it's that bearing? The bearing is the cheapest of the parts. The bearing is only eighty four dollars. And where is where where that's taking the whole transmission apart? So it's that. So it's it's so, that's the cheapest part, but the most expensive job. Of course. course. Now the uh, the pulley itself is one hundred and thirty nine dollars for the pull. No, sorry, the pulley is two forty nine, <laughs> and that's Harley price. Aftermarket, I can get it cheaper, but the, there's an aftermarket pulley on there right now. That could be the problem. Uh, the rotor is is the second cheapest at one hundred thirty nine dollars. That's easy to change. That's easy to so, change. Out. So we is can the, do uh, that. Uh, the and the even the pulley is easy to do. We can do right. that also. But as far as it goes for the flyout bearing, nope, ain't doing it. That's going to be. I don't think it's that. Like I said, I've treated the belt and it's gone away. And then again, like I said, but it, it, it could also be the the rotor. I don't know. I have no idea. We're going to find out. They're going to find it this weekend. I'm going to do the brakes. I'm going to do the brakes. Oh, well, I'm going to do the brakes. Let's put yeah. Vaseline on everything. Well, I've heard I've heard <laughs> brake sounds and all kinds of yeah. that, no way that's a brake sound. I think, uh, honestly. It sounds I, like a belt sound. It sounds like an internal transmission. Well, like I said, I've treated the belt, and it's I didn't never heard it. And it went How did you treat it? Yeah, but here's the thing, all Chris. It only happens when the bike is warmed up. Yeah, well, when the, well, so when, when, when oh, the belt. see, then it's not the, it's not the brakes. You know well, the brakes get warm. Yeah. Not like that. If you if it only gets warm, then that's internal. It's his belt. It's his belt or something. With the I think it's. I, I think it's the belt. I think it's the, that yep. pulley. I'm not sure. That's what I think it is. I, I'm hoping it's not the flyout bearing, because if it's the flyout bearing, then it's going to cost me way big bucks. It's going to be at least five hundred. They told me to do it. And well, that's, and it's going to take like what do they say? Three days. I'll have it. I'm not going to even bother. 
So we'll see. For you listeners of the Motorcycle Men podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial for opportunity to check out a service here. Recent books that I have listened to, audiobooks, I started to talk about this last podcast, but I didn't get too far. Two books by Neil Peart nice. uh, Far and Away and a book called Far and Near. I'll give them both four stars. And the reason it's not it's not all about motorcycles. It's or motorcycle riding. It's like about it's like basically short stories and thoughts. Well, he's my drumming god, so you can talk about him taking he, shit. It pretty much basically that that's that's <laughs> what was missing. That's what was missing. You know, you can talk in, about whatever in, he in wants the, in, in the books, and you know, so um, I, I don't know. I mean, don't, I, I love everything that this guy does, and everything was really interesting. He was telling all stories about him hiking, about him um, going. Uh, snowshoeing with his neighbor and all. It's, it's like okay great and he would tell some stories about him going um, uh, on some, some of his motorcycle trips but these are things that he that, that were repeated from other books that I had right. listened to uh, I still haven't listened and to then he, but one of the things I didn't know he had, a, he had his own website called nearpeart.net and you can go on here and check out all of his books and a cooking thing that he likes to do and does he have a stuff. riding site that he's talking no, about no no he doesn't talk about riding at all didn't do that so, so much. To get analytical, so here's some, some of it from um, far and near. Purposes. For the real audience, the listeners and readers who find pleasure in my music, lyrics, and stories, they don't need to be aware of flams and paradiddles, intricate rhyming schemes, and elaborate metaphors. The underlying quality I would like them to sense in a rush song, a concert, or one of my stories is simply that care has been taken here. That could be a decent metaphor for life, investing your time with care, selectively, to the... So that's what you're getting when you're listening to that book. You know, that's kind of what, that's kind of what uh, Far and Near and Far and Away are like. I wish he would have even narrated his own book. Uh, well, you know what? He, he did narrate one audio, one book that he did. That would be great. But it was, had nothing to do with most of it. Was, it's a fantasy book that he wrote. So I like the narrator that he has for this, uh, uh, Brian Sutherland, who does his narration for his books. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Nice. But um, the next book that I listened to uh, is called, um, it is called, did I write it down? One More Day Everywhere. One More Day Everywhere uh, by Glenn Hegstad. I give it three stars. And I went into this book um, and then- on the fear that it was going to be a, a, another book about culture and uh, the people of the culture and what they did and how they lived and the, the diversity of the different people. And I went into that fearing that's what it was going to be. And guess what? That's what it was. Uh, and um, he talked a little bit about the writing. He was, uh, this was a four-year ver- uh, journey. From 2002 to 2006, he left California, and uh, well, he was held captive by rebels uh, in Colombia for five weeks when he was going down to Argentina. Even though after they released him, he continued his journey to Argentina. Still went, still went, and then he started out going through. uh, Start. He went west into Japan and then through Russia. He's doing this the same time that Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman were doing their trip from west to east. He was going east, uh, east to west. And the thing is, where where Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman took all these back roads, like where nobody knew they were, this guy took all the major routes. So he went through a lot more crap as far as it goes for bureaucratic bullshit. Oh, that yeah, he didn't want and, to, he didn't want to venture off then. 
He, no. he, was, he wanted to like take the Garden State Parkway all the way. Pretty much. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> he stopped. And, uh, well, here, I'm going to go out and say this. For any of you Americans who want to bitch about the way th- life is here in the United States, about injustice, yeah, unfairness, about poverty, about uh, rich people, you want to do all your bitching you want, listen to any one of the listen to this book and how these people live and the bullshit that they have to go through and then you realize it's not the people who are doing this but it's their governments who are doing this shit right so you think we're fucked up here go over there and then you'll live but anyway this book was uh i gave it a three stars because i'm like uh, all right already dude are you riding a motorcycle or not you know he wrote a b uh was a bmw one of the gs series bikes and by the time he finished, this bike was in rough, rough shape. I bet. It was in <laughs> really what are you bad again? shape. What are you riding it? It was a BMW GS series. I, I, I think what, I wanted to say that the, uh, the, it was an 800, but I, I, can't, I can't recall. But um, B- I, there, What was that list that we did that in one show? Oh, yeah. Reliability. Was, and that's funny because wasn't he, that, wasn't that the yeah. BMW at the bottom of the yes, list? Yes, it was. And I, you know, I, I don't know. But I don't, that's what everybody, seems to be using. That's what everybody people, goes man. after. Everybody goes after it because I guess because a lot of the cross country. He had an eleven gallon. He had an eleven gallon tank on the bike. Wow! So wow. he could go six hundred miles on a tank of gas. Oh, he was saying. Um, he endoed a couple times. I'm like, how do you freaking endo on a motorcycle? He endoed. Front wheel come to complete stop over the bars he goes. So he must have jammed on the freaking. So this oh, bike got wrecked up a few times, and you know. Jeez, <laughs> but it's it's a if you, it's a decent book. I, I, I if if you want to hear all about the cultures of the world and what he had to go through and how people live. There are signs posted at upscale nightclub entrances, Japanese only. Being born here will not make you Japanese either, not even if you're Asian. Recently, a 60-year-old former Japanese man had his citizenship revoked by the courts after his father, a Korean. Admitted to so somewhere in there, there's talking about a motorcycle ride. <laughs> but I get not, it. I mean, I know. guess you know you're talking about riding, it and uh, <clears throat> you could stop and, t- and you know, and yeah. you could talk about uh, you know where you went and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just um, you know, is it going to be about riding? Or is it just going to be about a cultural thing? Yeah, exactly. 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 I get it. Yeah. You know, I want to hear. I want to hear where he stopped and how the people were there. But yeah. don't overkill it. Exactly. You Did know. he talk about motorcycle uh, issues? Any like, yeah, because his bike broke down. Yeah, his bike broke down a bunch of times. So he like had a couple kind of flats. Um, flats are that flats are common. Anybody. You know, he had that. Uh, he had um, uh, water getting in the engine because he flooded it because he went through a stream real deep. Uh, I see a lot of guys doing that. You see pictures on these guys going through yeah. water up to their. The waste of one thing. How does like as long as they keep moving? I guess. Yeah, as long as you keep the the exhaust out coming out, and the water can't get in. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. He had he had some issues. Uh, he had some frame issues. He had some uh, engine issues. Clutch. Really? Uh, I could have well the brakes. That amount of ride. You know. Under. So he had a lot of because he, he crashed so many times. He busting stuff off his bike all the time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was. It, when he was talking about the motorcycle stuff and the motorcycle riding, I was absolutely 100% intrigued. I'm like, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. And then there were prostitutes on the corner. I'm like, dude. <laughs> you know? So check it out. Again, it's, uh, that's One More Day Everywhere by uh, Glenn Hegstad. And uh, 50 Borders on the Road to Global Understanding. Dead giveaway right there. All right. 
All right, so download your free audiobook and go to audibletrial.com slash motorcyclemen. Again, audibletrial.com slash motorcyclemen. I want to give a shout-out. We have some new sponsors. We do. We do, yes. Um, your friend, uh, you introduced me to him. Anthony. Yes. Anthony Ferrante. Uh, Ferrante, is that right? Yeah, uh, Ferretti. Anthony right, Ferretti uh, from CNR Graphics. Yes. Uh, they are uh, providing us with some uh, shirts. And if you want some screen printing, vinyl cutting, embroidery stickers, vinyl banners, lawn signs, and just about anything else you can imagine, uh, they've been in business for over 40 years. It's a family business, and they are on Facebook at CNR Graphics and on Instagram at, uh, at symbol uh, CR Graphics NJ. And they are preparing some shirts for us. Nice. Very cool. And I just got a notification from him uh, that these shirts will be ready for pickup. Tomorrow, wow! And okay. um, just got to give them some money. Okay. Okay. So Friday when I uh, get paid, I'll tell, I'll tell them we'll, we'll probably pick them up this weekend. So we'll get That's that going. And what also, are they gonna look like? <laughs> it's going to be our saying on the back. It's uh, it's the motorcycles. It's the ride. It's the destination. It's the food. It's the motorcycle man and the website. And on the front is going to be the logo. Originally, I was going to have the logo over the breast pocket. But then I'm thinking when we're riding, we're wearing our vest, you can't see it. And if we're wandering around Americade, which we will be, you won't be able to see it. So I changed it to a big Superman logo right in the middle. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's right in the middle on the chest, the big Motorcycle Man logo. Uh, So people will be pointing us and laughing at us. It would have been funny if it was actually the Superman logo and then a Motorcycle Man sticker (laughs) on top of it. (laughs) Also want to say hello to um, Jim and Allie. Our friends for Sims Designs. Sims Designs. Design. We had Jim on. Not too sure. uh, as, um, Jim is actually doing a, uh, a helmet for me right Oh, you now. gave it to him? Uh, he, he's got my helmet. And How'd you I'm, get it to him? I mailed it to him. So he, he's, he, I said, I told him what, I, what, what I'm looking to do and I want. And motorcycle goes, men's stickers all over. All over the thing. And he goes, well, what kind of bike you got? I told him. And he says, well, okay. oh, yeah, it's the 100th anniversary with the silver and the black. And he goes, says, okay, I'll whip something up for you. I was like, okay. So I, don't, I have no idea what it's going to look like. Very cool. So we're going to find out, and I'm going to wear that when we go to Americade. Um, we can we just do a little review uh, of the Garmin 395. This is really – you had some – you had a complaint about I it. I have a complaint about it. Now, here's my issue with it, okay? If you're going to plug it in, say you have like an electric glide like mine, where you can plug it into the 12-volt uh, adapter. The 12-volt adapter. The plug on the back of the – the Garmin is right in the way of the mount. Mount. So how are you supposed to plug it in? You can't. You, you can't. have to. Only way you can do this is hardwire it or use the batteries. And in our case, it died on the way back. Yeah, it, it was after about four hours of use. Right. It died. Now I had the. I have an option to plug it in, and I couldn't get the plug right. in because of that. Stupid. The only way to use the use the thing is like I just said is either plug it in or run it on battery. If you do not have the hardwired connection. Aside from that, direction-wise, if it had the right map, <laughs> it would have worked. But I had used it between See, last time and now. Or and? and would you um, between, they changed the menu structure from the, between the 390 and the 395. Again, it's, only, it's, it's not really a huge difference, but they changed the menu structure. And I don't care for it as much as I like the 390. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't like the, the menu structure. Why, uh, is it harder? Or? I, they put things, you know, they put some of the features in different places. I mean, if you have a menu structure, 
why move this menu from this item from here to this other menu for no reason just to move it? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, as far as it goes for issuing directions, it's good. You know, no problem. They, you know, it yells at you loud enough so you can hear it. In, in our case, it didn't. <laughs> well, because for, we had too many things going on. I had too many things going on at once, and it wouldn't pair. Oh. I couldn't pair. Did the, it pair on the way home? Uh, no. I, I at that point I shut the. I didn't wasn't using navigation at that point. Okay. So the problem we were having was I had my cell phone, I had my headset, and I had the GPS, and for some stupid reason, it would not give me audible uh, directions, turn by turn directions, in my headset. Because the phone was there. And even if I unpaired the phone, it still wouldn't connect. Because we had the um, uh, we had intercom, intercom going. So I don't know if that's... I have to look into it a little bit more. I don't know if that was a big deal. I don't deal. think that should have anything to do it with it. It really shouldn't. It says it's going to do it. Yeah, I know. You can pair it. And I had it paired, but it just wasn't working. Did you ever have it working before? I did. Maybe, yes. Did I'm you not. have your phone connected at the same time? No. See, that might have been a problem. It could have been the phone. So... Because what do you uh, need the phone plug? I mean, well, I don't need the phone. I mean, you get the phone connected to the uh, headset. You could have the uh, Garmin connected to the headset, but don't have the Garmin in the phone. Well, see, the the, the Garmin, even with my Garmin and even with the the loaner, with mine, it was like, I'm in charge now. I'll take control of everything. (laughs) So it grabbed my phone. It grabbed the headset. And it just decided on its own. It, it, it grabbed your motorcycle. It grabbed the motorcycle, and it decided who it was going to issue. Right? It grabbed my uh, my GPS and told it to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was. I mean, I was like, oh, I, I really, I, I was like out of the loop. I was totally out of the loop. The GPS was like controlling everything. I was like, no, don't listen to them. Skynet. In fact, one of our riders, yeah. uh, one of our riders who wanted to get come on the ride, tried to call me while we were riding, and. All I saw pop up on my phone, missed call. And I was like, why did I miss a call? It should have just went right to the head. Here's the thing. It called me, too, and I missed the call. Why? I don't get it. I so, don't know. But the, here's the thing. We've used it before, and we got, I think. I know. And we've got phone calls. I think the GPS might have just said, fuck you, and it just took control. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So uh, that's the deal with that. And right now, I'm currently testing the spot trace, which they sent me. And so far, it's been not going well. <laughs> really? It's not going well at all. It is not intuitive at all. Is this the one where that guy called and he had that? No, no. This is the one that's a little box like the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, this is not the spot tracker. This is the thing to trace where you can put it in like a fleet vehicle, like, like, like in a vehicle, and you can see where it's go or see where it's been, if it's moved, that type of a thing. Yeah, it's right. Not, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's not. No, the other thing that Glenn had. Uh, um, that uh, Glenn Dupont had, what he had is a device. That it's like an emergency thing. If you crash, or whatever, you just hit a button and then they find you. It's it's that's that thing. Anyway, but the spot trace is is like say if you have a fleet of vehicles and you want to keep track of their movement. That's what this device is. Uh, I was having trouble first of all getting it to connect. Uh, then after even after I got it connected and registered and updated all the this updated the firmware, I put it in Deb's car. She didn't know I put it in her car, but I put it in her car. And I said, okay, well, let me go online and see if it knows it. And it just says, no GPS signal. I'm going like, what the hell? Now, does it have to be visible? Does it have it's to got be? to be pointed up. That's it. And it was pointed up. Point, but it had to be pointed up in, like, out in the open? It just had to be pointed up. And It doesn't specify, though. If you put it, says, it under it, something, No, no, no. It could be pointed up, but it was in clear uh, clear view. It, it had no, no it was a, it was unobstructed view of the sky. Oh, really? So... 
the two green lights blinked like they were supposed to, and then this red light came on and said, that's the power light. I'm like, okay. And the GPS says, no GPS signal. It didn't track anything. So I took it out. I removed the batteries. I charged it, upload firmware and everything like that, and I put new batteries in it. It's like, all right, let me put it in my truck. I'm going upstate. Let's see what it does, and I'll look at it on when I get there. Well, uh, it did nothing. So I contacted them. I said, does this thing do anything, or does it just take up space? And it turns out, well, we can see that this has happened and that's happened, but you didn't specify an email if there's movement that it emails you. And so uh, you have to set up an email thing where if there's movement, it emails you and lets you know that it's moving. It's just shit mail. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> How many okay. emails are you going to get? I mean, jeez. Well, you can set it up for movement. You went uh, down a block. Track, uh, you made a left-hand turn. Right? You get yeah, three, you exactly. Like, you get 300 you emails life. a day. So, so you get like 500 <laughs> emails. Pretty much. Well, actually, That's ridiculous. Well, you can set it so that it sends that it, um, it drops a, basically drops a cookie every two and a half minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20. I have it set for five minutes, which I think is the default. That's a little much. So and no, it, no, it doesn't send you an email every five minutes. What it does is it just leaves oh, a okay. point every five All minutes. Right. Um, so I contacted them. They told me some things that I need to do in order to get it to work. So when the batteries that I put in, they're dead already. Of course. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, I'm going to put new batteries in, and then I'm going to try it again and just see if I can get some action yeah, out of it. Review part two. That review. <laughs> I want to see how this works out. Uh, just a couple little news tidbits before we move on. Royal Enfield is expanding in the USA and is actively recruiting new dealer partners. Nice. So if you want to open Let's start, a, we'll start a Enfield. So if you want to open up a Royal Enfield dealership, contact them, and they'll send you bikes. Let's do it. Is that all? I think. doesn't take any money at all. Let's do it. I don't know about that. Uh, Harley Davidson has got a recall on the lowrider. Oh, really? Faulty ignition switch can shut off at any time due to engine vibration. Well, on the rubber mounted engines. Vibrating? Well, no. no. On the rubber mount engines. Oh, see, right? See? Now, if it's a rubber mounted engine, it's going to vibrate like a bitch. Right? Like mine? Like yours. <laughs> <laughs> Our bikes don't vibrate, does it, Chris? Nope. Nope. That's right. Soft tails don't do that. We don't vibrate. Shit, we're soft tail. <laughs> but get a load of this. So far this year, there have been 14 motorcycle recalls. Three each from Kawasaki and Ducati. Ducati? Two for Honda and one each for Harley, KTM, Victory, GMX, Mirza, and Suzuki. So Harley's, uh, I guess, down there. We're not, uh, not too many recalls. Um, and that's that. Uh, we have uh, we've got some cool uh, some of our uh, some of our sponsors and our people who that we've been working with have given us some sound bites uh, that we're that are going to be using throughout the show. We're going to take breaks so we can run these little spots. Nice, yeah. Cool. So it's all going cool, and then we're going to um, we're going to get together with our guest very shortly. Are we going to start the, you know telling people the YouTube channel is Moto Men PC? Yes. And uh, the episodes are slowly and surely getting up there. Yeah. Cool. And then, Newer uh, ones first. Um, I'm putting older ones up as well. Right. Ones that we did not. How uh, many do we have up there add. right now? Um, I want to say 18. Wow. Really? Wow. Chris is really doing his job. I got a lot more to go. 18, huh? All right. Joining us now... All the way from the great state of Alabama, Alabama, Mr. Uh, Kevin McKinney from the Throttled Podcast. Welcome to the Motorcycle Man. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. I am glad to be here today. I'm glad you're here, too. Um, so tell me, uh, Kevin, where exactly in Alabama are you? 
I am on the, well, basically Tuscaloosa County. I grew up in Tuscaloosa County. I went to the University of Alabama. And, uh, this isn't a, this isn't a job interview, by the way. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, uh, you know, just kind of that, that, that area. So, you know, a lot of people know where I'm at. Okay. Uh, tell us about the throttled podcast. Uh, how long you guys been going on? You guys are pretty, really relatively new. Yeah. Well, we, I started back in October and a few months ago, Eric kind of added a, uh, special guest slash co-host and, uh, Larry Lawrence and, um, you know, just just we're growing and 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 growing the show, and it, you know it's changing. So uh, uh, it's been fun to do. I'm having a blast doing it. Okay, what's your most most of your topic of conversation? Well, we usually do a couple news articles, just things that we find interesting, and then some kind of major topic. You know, whether it's um, inflatable vests, blacked out bikes. You know, what effect does that have? And just a lot of personal opinions that don't really matter matter a hill of beans to anybody except us. Okay, that's <laughs> pretty much that's what we do. That's exactly that's that's pretty much it. Uh, what what you, what's your ride? I'm currently on a 2015 Yamaha Super Tenere, so I'm one of those riding an adventure bike kind of guys. Okay. Great. Now, is that the only bike you have? Currently, it's the only bike I have right now. I, I've had a um, kind of an enduro bike when I was younger, and then a cruiser before this one. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. You, yeah. So you were at the, you went to the dark side. Well, yeah, it was a situation where the cruiser I had, uh, just honestly, my my back hurt a lot, my lower back and my butt hurt too much, and I was like, I want something more comfortable for longer rides. What kind of bike was it? It was a V Star nine fifty. Oh, V Star nine fifty. Well, okay. Maybe, you know, it's every it's a personal preference each bike. Yeah. So people, what's good for one may not be good for another. So. And I mean, to me, it, it, it's not really the adventure bike lifestyle I'm going after. It's much more of a, I can ride longer on those type of bikes oh, with, or upright. Now you're you like. Yeah. Now you're a tall guy like me. You're six three, I believe you said, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. six. Now is do you find it? You don't find the, the uh, cramped riding on that kind of a bike because you're, you're you the cockpit is kind of short on that, isn't it? Well, you know, to be honest, uh, on the on the, the adventure bike, I'm sitting more upright. My legs are actually in a very comfortable position. Like if I'm sitting in a chair, I usually kind of take my legs back a little bit anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a much more, for me, natural position. I have raised the seat. It's got an adjustable seat. I've raised the seat all the way up to give me the most leg leg room and less leg bend as possible. Right. And um, I'm kind of raising the bars to kind of decrease my forward lean to where I'm actually sitting much more neutral. Okay. Um, so you haven't done any actual adventure rides though huh now um to be honest it's an expensive bike and the thought of taking it out and dropping it for me doing stupid something stupid <laughs> in the it's, yeah, it's not really and it's a heavy bike you know the center of gravity is a little bit higher um it handles really well considering right but um uh, since you're sitting up so so high there's a lot of a lot of room to fall a lot a lot of distance to, to make up when you're when you're doing that so what the- What's the, um, no, you want the, uh, they're asking me to call up a picture of the bike. That's the, uh, super, you have the Super Tenere? Yeah, Yamaha Super Tenere. Uh, okay. You're asking me to spell now. There it is. I got it. <laughs> no, please don't spell it. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, oh, nice. And now, as far as it goes for, what's the, the what's the seat height on that bike? Oh, geez. Uh, it's right at, uh, with it extended up, it's right at 32. Right. Now, can you, fl- can you flat foot that? I can flat foot it if I'm standing up. I there actually have to stand up to flat foot it. Um, okay. If I'm sitting down, I'm kind of toes and balls on my feet. All right. Now, does your wife go with rides with you? No. 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 no, no. no. She is she anti bike. 
She is extremely anti-bike. No kidding. So you guys don't sleep in the same room then. <laughs> <laughs> we do, just just not 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 on days I go riding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess so you don't get into you don't get into motorcycle conversations or going to take a ride conversations or tour stuff like that. Well, you know, funny, we, we do talk about it a little bit. Uh, she's interested in what I see in the roads, and, and there's times where, like, I'll go for a ride, and I'm like, hey, I'm taking this way. I'll just meet you in there. And she's like, I'll follow you, you know, because oh, she you knows I like, I like scenic rides. She says she hates following me because she's, she's very concerned something's going to happen. Oh. Um, I, th- I think, I think you need to get a sidecar. Yeah, well, she won't get on it or have anything to do with it strictly for morbid reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my wife. People that are like that, you'll just no matter what you can do, yeah, it, it they don't get it. You know? Once all my kids graduate from college, yeah, I'm not going to have a problem with her. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. She she is she is of the mindset of if something bad happens and we're both on the bike, our kids won't have any parents. And I'm like, well, that is accurate, and I'm not going to fight you on that. And I just don't push. You know, it's like if yeah, she ever wants to ride, she knows she can ask, and I'll take her out. There you go. And it's your own, it's your own little thing. Too, that's it. So yes, that's, your, that's, that's it. You see, <laughs> nobody can. De- now, do you have? Do you have a like? You got a man cave where you can have all your bike stuff in? Oh yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, see, the entire bottom floor of my house is mine. Nice. Oh, really? I mean, when you I'm, say bottom floor, you mean basement? Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you have the first floor. No, you know, it is. It is the basement. But I mean, it's nice. You know, I've got my little studio set up here where we record. I've got yeah. my man cave. Basically, what I had when I was a bachelor sitting over here in the other corner, and uh, <laughs> the garage just got my boat and my bike and everything else out in it. So. Oh, you got a boat too? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You got too many toys. I have no, he doesn't. It, it, just no, have them all. Have them all, man. <laughs> yeah, that's one of her major complaints. You have too many toys. Nah. <laughs> so listen, with the riding in Alabama, what's the non-rider mentality or feelings towards motorcycle riders down there? Do you have, do you notice anything? Yeah, I mean, everybody thinks if you're on a street bike, you're a thug or you're a hooligan. If you're on a cruiser, the the the, the, the the it's kind of the it's shifting really because what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot more people ride casually yeah, right and people's dads are riding and now what they used to think of this big bad burly harley guy is usually the guy that will come up to you and give you the shirt off the back and people are starting to realize that right um you know the uh, the people like me who run on adventure bikes we just kind of get looked at funny and people scratch their heads and they're like what is that i mean uh one day I'll have to send you a funny photo I've got of two old guys out literally scratching their heads, looking at my bike, trying to figure out what it was. Oh, wow. Now, do you, uh, now do you, uh, are you with, uh, one of these all-the-gear-all-the-time guys? I, I am all-the-gear all the time. The only exception to that is every once in a while when I ride to work, I will keep just regular jeans on. But right. I usually have boots on, gloves, protective jacket, helmet, uh, earplugs right. um, all, all the time. And, and I'd say 95% of the time I'm actually in some kind of – protective pants as well oh great that's fantastic um so uh, where 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 are you we're gonna we're gonna talk about eat sleep ride very shortly because that's a thing that we need to we need to discuss that because i know larry your co-host is also on eat sleep ride yeah and uh i just finally got my brothers tim are you on it now yet eat sleep ride i'm on it but i haven't ridden (laughs) we haven't ridden yet because (laughs) send me send me your your guys uh... well it's moto men pc one for me well it's moto men pc for me it's Mm -hmm. moto men pc two for tim and moto men pc three for chris for what? For eat sleep ride. (laughs) (laughs) which you refuse to see this is well i guess we're talking about it now i refuse to 
I told you I installed it on my new phone. And you just don't know how to use no, it. No, no. It won't work. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the program He's doing it wrong. It, no, it, it it loads up and then and it crashes on my phone. And oh, then, it go crashes. Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh, I that's can't weird. get it to work on my phone. That's weird. Well, we're we're going we're gonna to look at that. But anyway. Um, get that fixed. Did, uh, have you ridden in the past couple weeks? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. I mean, but you're was, down in Alabama. It's sunny down there all the time. You guys yeah. don't get any rain whatsoever down there. Last week, in the last week, I've got 242 miles. Oh, nice. And that that's with me not riding at all this weekend. Do you drive to work? Um, I have. I rode yesterday to work. How this, long do you, How long is your drive to work? Uh, it's 40 miles one way. Oh, Holy shit. Oh. Nice. <laughs> yeah. See, it's all slab. That, all that, slab 40 oh, miles. Oh, is it really? Oh, see, that, that used to be me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I was. I was, I was talking about it. Uh, yeah, I heard, you, I heard you guys. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, he's he's in the hurt locker with that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I went from forty-eight miles to uh, four and a half. Wow, <laughs> wow! Hey, but, but you're still you're still double Tim. So I, it's, it's <laughs> that's don't you start two now, man? I'm not going to take it now. <laughs> so let's talk about the movie. Oh, uh, the a movie. story worth living. Now let me go out first and say there are already repercussions hitting the producers of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've read the uh, the details or anything, but the producers have gone out and have issued refunds if you want one. Because many people have felt that they were misled by the um, the trailer of the movie. So let's before I go into my explanation, what do you have to think about the movie, Larry? All right. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, um, sorry. That's okay. Um, well, I like the writing parts. Love the writing parts. I love the beginning, the the, the, the comedy and the humor, especially with the guy. But like, I just doubled the amount of seat time I had by going to that class. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff was was funny. Um, the the writing itself was, you know, for what they were doing. I thought was was well done, you know. At the end of it, they did that little thing where we didn't even show you this. I'm kind of like, I wish you would have. Exactly. Now, yeah. I I am a I am a believer. I did like the little message. I wish it was about a third of what it was because I kept reiterating the same things over and over right. and over. In other I words, if you heard the word story anymore, you were to shoot yourself. Oh my god, I, I get it. We all have a story. Our lives have a story. There's pain. There's this. There's that. The dude with the prop who, yeah, okay, I got it. Bad things happen. The other guy, what happened to him? Right. Well, I came to watch a motorcycle movie. Show yeah. me. I came to watch an adventure movie. Something right. where right. There's, there's, it's man versus machine versus nature. Who's going to win? That's what I came to see. I wanted to see that story. Right, I barely, exactly. They're like, we're coming up into the most difficult part of the ride. It's three days long, and it's literally like ten minutes of the movie. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right, exactly. Now, and there's guys crying. And... And, 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 you know, I would have loved to been able to kind of get some reviews and, and them say, hey, I don't know if this is coming to Netflix. That's one reason I went and, and saw it. And the, the trailers, uh, that was the majority of the writing, you know. Pretty right. much, yeah. That's where the misled uh, comment comes from. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Trailers? There was a trailer for the movie. Yeah. You never yeah. saw oh, the trailer? No, I'm sorry. I oh, know. Forget what I just said. Oh, I thought you, you meant he, I he thought, was thinking motorcycle. I trailers. thought they were like trailer in your bike. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Whoa! What kind of guys are these? You know what? It probably would have been more interesting if they trailered the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And uh, another thing, it was like, you know, we're sending off by ourselves. And then they show them, like, coming into this, like, little pop-up city where there's, like, all these little tents and crap. And I'm right, like, right, exactly. Yeah. Charlie and Ewan didn't seem to have as much support as you guys did. <laughs> they had exactly. one cameraman. <laughs> one cameraman. You know, they were all by themselves. And they camped. They only met that the, the trailing vehicles at critical times or in, or in mechanical emergencies. <laughs> right. Or border crossings. Or border crossings. Yeah. Other than that, it was just three of them. To me, I know they get a lot of flack for that. I'm just like, you know, really, 95% of the time, there was just the three of them. Right, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry for people that give that movie a lot of flack. I, I, it it kind of rubs me the wrong way because I'm like, they did in a true adventure. These guys did an adventure for their skill level. It, it's something that... No borders to cross. <laughs> no. I mean, now, granted, some of the passes they were taking, and I, I mean, and the humor, I, I really enjoyed. I wish they had thrown more of that in there. Right. You know, the section where they're, they're in talking about the why they're not going on the other routes and the other guys can hear them and just how they were reacting to uh, overhearing all these conversations. You know, that was gold. Yeah. Now, now you had, here's another thing. You had six, like five guys, right? Or six, six guys? Six. 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 six guys. They all had cameras on them. And you only got the view of like one or two. For like literally five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you, you would like to see more different views of all these people riding in front or back or whatever. And different people doing different things, but it just I mean, didn't seem that. You know, I expected uh, from based based on the trailer, uh, I expected a movie about six novices going on a one thousand mile journey over the course of a week, and this is what their this is what the movie was about, and it turned out to be a movie of self discovery, and there were motorcycles in it. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Wow. Uh, I, I am really hoping, and I really, I will almost bet money. Because, you know, I forget his name from Cafe Racer Podcast. They're doing a smaller. Yeah, similar. I heard something like that. I guarantee you, his, that, that, and he's actually the one doing the recording. So he's not, he's going to be kind of like showing up for really good parts, then having to run into town, mail stuff, mail off whatever, then come back from what I've heard on the show. So, so Crash and, it's Crash and Steve now. Yes, Steve's now, the one doing the recording. So they're doing, so they're doing like a, an adventure ride in the direction of recording a movie? I think it's Transamerica. I think they're starting... No kidding. Like, two guys that have never ridden before. Right. And either two or three guys that have ridden. And they're starting, I want to say, and I, don't quote me on this, Mexico and driving north. Oh, wow, you know? that's awesome. And, and there's going to be some off-road things. There's going to be some technical things. Um... And and so they're they're kind of running that path, and I think it's going to end up being superior to what what we saw last week. Oh, I think so. I mean, I, up until I heard it on your show, I didn't know exactly that they were doing that. I know they've been gone for a while because uh, their podcast has been kind of dormant. But uh, I tell you what, I think me and my brothers should do a thing like that. We're going to do a movie. We're going to get on the Harleys. We're going to ride around the country, film it, and we're going to cry the entire time. I won't. <laughs> but uh, here is a letter. This is a letter. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here's a letter from uh, JD. He's one of the producers on the show, and he says this: Tens of thousands of you came to see our movie last night, and we heard from a lot of you in the last 24 hours. Many of you have told us how much you love the film, but we also heard from a number of you who've expressed disappointment by the way the film was marketed, especially the impression you got from the trailer. I want to offer a sincere apology and explanation to all of you who feel like you were misled, and we'd also like to offer you a full refund. 
So there's a whole procedure you can go through, and you can mail it in, and you get your money back. I'm sure you'll get it right away. You know? (laughs) Yeah. But uh, apparently the organization, these guys who do this, they are part of a Christian organization. Uh, and this was all some sort of thing that they were that they were doing. Um, uh, I felt I, I got it. I got the whole thing. I, I understood what they were doing. But uh, again, I went to see a movie about motorcycle riding. I didn't and know it there. wasn't about motorcycle riding. You know, that's it. Everything's about motorcycle riding. I did not want to see um, all the gibberish that they had. I, yeah, okay, I get it. There was some trials, and after a while, I could see people getting fidgety in their seats. Yeah, you know, Kevin made a good point. He said you could get, you could go through that, but a little bit. Yeah, they they said it. They mul- they said it multiple times in six different ways. That's what drew out the movie. Yeah, just like beating the dead horse is what exactly. They Absolutely. And then what uh, what was interesting? What did you think of the end of the movie when they brought Charlie Borman on? Well, you know, to me, Charlie was. They had to find a role because most likely they already had to pay him or agree to him and had a contract for him to do something. And so he was like, I want to do this. And, you know, it, it seemed kind of forced with Charlie. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I got that impression, too. Like, he was like, okay, I saw the movie. It was okay. He was, yeah. he was, kind of, he was more impressed with the filming. I tell you what, I'll, I will give it this. The cinematography was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And some of the shots they got, I'm just like, how many times did they have to ride across that bridge? To get that to do right, right exactly right. <laughs> All right, you know, no, we didn't get that. Go back, guys. They handed landed there, and like, okay, and they had to try it time and time again. And they said something like, you know, reshoots when they were out there. And I'm like, if you're doing reshoots in this kind of movie, you're doing it wrong. I well, mean, well, if you're doing reshoots, that means you're staging everything you're doing. Yeah, there's nothing natural about. It. I think probably one of the funniest parts about that whole thing was when they came into that bowl because you know that wasn't staged. Yeah, when that bull wouldn't let him cross, it just—and I've been in that situation before. It's terrifying, and at the same time, it's funny as hell. I mean, I'm not—I'm not taking away from that these guys went out and had a ride and had a great adventure, and probably have footage that if they just put out footage and no commentary, just footage and and them talking on the bikes, just commenting over the 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 Bluetooth, right. It would sell more tickets. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Now, and like I said, I'm I'm a I'm a follower. I'm a believer. You know, and I enjoy the small message to kind of say, "Hey, boom, here it is." But when you do something like they did, a lot of people that aren't believers feel like they're trapped and they're not going to enjoy the part of the movie they came to enjoy because they're feeling like they were swindled into showing up for a a church sermon. Or a lesson, um, and they suddenly got into what it was about, talking about different types of good and evil, yada yada. Then they actually kind of almost re- make the reveal, which is a, that they're followers of Christ. And then you, you turn around and you're like, okay, that's great. Where's the daggone motorcycle movie? Right. <laughs> Bingo. Know? Exactly. And he said yada yada. Yep. Yeah. Yada, you said yada yada, but it sounds like uh, there was a lot of it in that movie. There, there was a lot of yada yada. Oh my! Well, I mean, God. it was just it was repetitive, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, even even if you go if you do attend church on Sundays and you get a pastor that says the same thing six times during the sermon, you're it it, it gets old. It's like okay, I got it. Move it on. Takes you away from the message. Well, I'll tell you, about how it. many people walked out before the movie was over? None. Oh, really? Okay. We had sold out theaters. It was amazing. We, I went to one our biggest theater, and it was sold out. I was shocked. We were shocked because I, I actually bumped into a couple of the guys. Um, funny, it was like four guys riding tenerays. It was kind of amazing. And then um, I, and we were like, "Hey, let's shoot. We could. We got enough time to shoot across town to go to this other theater." 
and it was probably halfway sold out. Yeah, we were. We were. I wouldn't say the theater we were in was sold out. It was. It was close to it. Uh, one, of, one of the first things I did when I walked in there, I just it was because it was quiet, and I said, "How many motorcycle riders do we have in here?" And the whole place erupted, of course. But it was. It was a lot of people. But people did leave before the movie was over. Once the whole Charlie when, at the end, where they were sitting together, all six of them lined up there on stools. Then everybody, you could see like uh, probably about twenty to thirty people got up and started to leave. Yeah, we we didn't have any of that. Oh, of course, yeah. the funny thing is, is at both theaters, we were the only riders. Really, me, really? me and the Tenere guys and one FJR That's were it. the only riders. Wow. Everybody else was in cars. I mean, when I walked in to see the audience breakdown, yeah. it was a lot of um, probably married couples in their fifties and sixties in business suits, and it's like they're going out on a date. <laughs> what the? And, and I'm like, I'm like, did they know what the movie was about? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, I was also like, do they know what this is? And I, that's why I'm starting to think that they did. <laughs> and we and we didn't know what it was exactly. about. Exactly. They knew more than we did. You know, <laughs> and, and so I, I'm just kind of like, ah, uh, geez. Wow. Well, that's that from that. Uh, so there you have it for the uh, a story worth living. And there's better motorcycle movies out there. That's for sure. It sounds like you didn't see one. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. Well, you know and, I guess a lot of people's disappointment in this movie is you have things like, you know, hit the apex and things like that, which are really street oriented or, or MotoGP oriented. Right. A lot of people that ride motorcycles that just don't really get into that. I am one of them. So yeah. I didn't go see that movie. And everybody talks about how great it is. I just, it doesn't. I haven't seen it either. Now I'm getting into something where, okay, these guys are, you know, 10 hours in the saddle, taking this out, making this challenge that everybody wants secretly to do. Right. And I didn't get to see most of it. <laughs> great. That's a good movie plan. That's great. I know motorcycles hit the ground a lot more than they showed. Oh, I'd use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk to you about motorcycle camping. This is going to be our topic for today. Um, I was going to talk to you about riding in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, and I apologize to my listeners, uh, our listeners, I'm sorry. Uh, that I, we haven't done any 50 roads, 50 states for a while. My studio is in a state of disarray at home. So I haven't been able to do any recording on the 50 rows, 50 states. But we'll get the raccoons outside. I get the Damn raccoons it. outside. Well, I could give you a quick little three-minute wrap-up of riding in Alabama without naming roads. Go ahead. All right. So Alabama is a very diverse state. You have the end of the Appalachian mountain chain. Mm-hmm. So in the northeast uh, and, and some of the northwest coming down to the central part, you have a lot of smaller curvy roads, a lot of mountain roads. And then you have a lot of uh, kind of uh, flat areas that dive down into water. So around lakes, around rivers, and around the mountainous areas, the hills, uh, uh, Mentone area, great riding. The more southern you get, the more flat it gets. Uh, there's, there's a couple of really good little roads, uh, old wagon roads that they just paved over that are really curvy, that are a lot of fun. 41 comes into mind. You get down towards the beach. And they're flat, they're straight, and you're almost in Florida, and that's what it feels like. And, and only do that when you're going to the beach. <laughs> now, are, do you find, are the roads, when you get into the rural areas, and I imagine there's a lot of rural areas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you find that the roads are crowded with more riders or more with cages? Um, to be honest, where I ride, I can go an hour without seeing anybody. Ooh. See, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And, 
and, and what I mean, a lot of reason is, is is people know that, hey, there are coal mines in that direction and they're expecting coal trucks on that. And yeah, you'll pass one or two. But once you pass the mine, um, there's like six rows that branch off of it. And you're just twisting between little hills and, and then down diving into valleys and the little two lane roads. Uh, you can't fly down them because sometimes, I mean, they, they'll seem freshly paved, but, uh, you know, there may be a tree down right after this corner. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I've actually had to stop and turn around because it was a big tree and it hadn't stormed in a week. Oh, you know? okay. So you just have to take your time. But usually it's, it's you know, it, it's it, they're good roads just to go out for a day of riding. I'm not, I'm not beating the pavement up. I'm not scraping any knees. I'm just out to cruise, have nice. a good time, get a little bit of that sinking in the seat feeling when I hit a corner or two. And, and, and they're great right around me. I mean, really at my back door. Um, well, when you so, go out for your usual, I'm going out for a ride, how long do you go out for? How many miles do you get in? Um, well, see, that's the thing. You, I don't really count miles. I count time. Ah. My, miles to me is, is a misnomer because I could get on the interstate and book it for an hour and get 80 miles in real easy. Or I could go out for an hour and get 30 miles in and have to really work for that 30 miles and it be the best ride of my life. Absolutely. I right. agree. So, so me, to me, like Eat Sleep Ride, I love for them to put in a, hey, here's your miles, here's your time in the saddle. Because to me, the combination is how much and how difficult your ride was, mm-hmm. not just tracking up miles on the slab. Makes yeah. Sense. I mean, because we did that, uh, our high point ride uh, a week ago. And I didn't even have Eat Sleep Ride running during that whole ride, and I did 325 miles that day. Yeah. So yeah, I, we were on the saddle for 10 hours. We were on the saddle for nine hours. It was nine. It was, I got home at just about six o'clock. So we, we actually no, yeah, it's like 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah, it was like last July. I went from my house down to the Gulf Coast. Um, it was only 225 miles. Yeah. But it took me seven hours. Wow. Nice. Do that. That's and, nice. I was going 50, 40 miles per hour the majority of the time until I had, like, I had a little 10-mile stretch where I had to get on the interstate just to connect some roads up. But, um, you know, that you know that, that kind of riding, just I would rather go slow and take my time. And, hey, I've been riding for an hour. I haven't gone that far, but I've been riding for an hour. Nah. Do you GPS or no? Uh, I did on that trip because I had no idea where I was going. I actually said, <laughs> I don't want to go on this road. I don't want to go on this road. This road's in the middle, and it seems really curvy. Let's just go down it. Oh, okay. And so oh. I left my house and literally did not find gas until I was out, like, at 220 miles. I, I, I was getting close and kind wow. of worked. I, I mean, how far, what's your range on your bike? Uh, about 225. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just a little under that. <laughs> just a uh, little bit. You going, yeah, to bar, you going to Barber this year? You know, that is the plan. Currently, um, I actually met a guy who works at Barber at the movie. Um, that's the oh, best wow. thing about it. Got, some, got his number, so I'm going to try to hook up try to get some hookups for people i know that may be attending okay. um and just maybe some backstage stuff or yeah. some extra barber, now barber is the vintage bike rally vintage motorcycle festival i think it's okay vintage motorcycle festival and that, that's take that takes place in uh alabama correct yeah leeds alabama is where that's hosted at um it's a they basically um mr barber built a a, a racing track so now they have formula one they have moto gp out there um, they also on that weekend have trials events and 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 things like that for the, the trail trial riders. Mm-hmm. They've got this huge museum that has a rotating collection of motorcycles. Oh, nice! Um, it's all classic vintage stuff, 
and it's really cool. Uh, I've I've actually never been able to actually get to it, but I know a lot of people that do. And this will be my, I'm really excited. This is my first year. I was trying to go last year and just couldn't work it out with the old. Now, are you going to meet up with Rich and Rico from? Uh, that, that's the plan, though. Pipes, yeah. I, know if i'm gonna go meet them as they're riding in and ride in with them or or hit up with them there we've we've kind of pitched things back and forth i've i've kind of thrown some roads out on john i was like if you guys aren't too much in a hurry to get back head through the talladega national forest it's got some good rides in there um yeah they're trying to talk me and come down and do it but that's uh well you keep talking about doing this saddlesore yeah i do i do want to do it keep saying saddlesore and i know where barber is and i know about how far it is well, John was telling me, uh, John is their sound guy over at the uh, Loud Pipes podcast. He's telling me it's like 930 miles or something like that from where I live to Barber. Yeah. <laughs> so and see, you guys see, are suggesting see, I do if that. If you wanted that extra 70 miles, you could come out, drive to my house, and then drive back to Barber, and you'd, be, you'd get your extra 70 miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy for you guys to say this, right? <laughs> hey, look, if, I mean, I want to do one, but yeah. I've got to get a better seat if I'm going to pull 1,000 miles. But the right. problem is you don't have a soft tail Harley, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason I don't you have squeak. a soft tail <laughs> <laughs> You just don't want to be comfortable. That's the problem. <laughs> well, uh, it's it's. I want a little bit more than three and a half inches to travel my suspension. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, there is that. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. So you're gonna we're going to talk about some motorcycle camping. All right. uh, I know you had mentioned that you were going to do it, and uh, some of the things are weird because I had talked about it with these guys here, and uh, they have an aversion to. Well, their idea of roughing it is that the ice machine is broken at the hotel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, the rich need to get together and, and head yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, because I think oh, what, what you guys what were you guys saying? Anything less than two stars is camping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Three, more like three. Anything less than three. We need five stars. <laughs> well, we're going to Americade uh, in uh, next uh, in two weeks. That's right. And the hotel we're staying in is a three. So it's so right on that border. We're right on the borderline <laughs> of camping. So and, that uh, means you'll get the good lube under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so now, when you go, uh, when you're doing your motorcycle camping, are you loading up the bike with everything, all your provisions, and then camping? And this is just you, the bike, and a tent. Well, actually, I'm in a hammock, so not not oh, a tent. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, one of those hammock yeah. tent things. Got a so. hammock and a tarp, and um, so basically, you just kind of. Well, and I don't have any luggage on my bike. All I've got is a, a big um, waterproof duffel bag from Wolfman. Okay. George Foreman so, grill. So, <laughs> um, I mean, pretty much what, depending on where you go, yeah. right? You can find because the thing about motorcycle camping is you don't have to go to a campground. Uh, you can just find an area, kind of get off the beaten path a little bit, and and kind of find a spot to go camping if Good you point. know it, if you know the landowner, or you or if you're in a forest somewhere, and you you, you get permission stop something anywhere like that. you want. Yeah, you can long so yeah. you can you can long way round it, right? Just yeah. wherever you well, stop, you you tell a, a little bit because you know there are property rights rules and trespassing and all that good stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, no if you're on, you know, I know some guys they'll they'll pull off on the side of a public highway where they can just kind of get around the side of a hill yeah. where nobody can see them, and they'll just camp right there. They're they're you know 100 feet from the the edge of a highway, but you can't really get there unless you're just climbing back through there. Oh. Um, and what they do is instead of like a, a campfire, they take uh, alcohol burners or little little propane stoves. They cook on that um, and then just kind of bundle up on, on different kind of really a lot of motorcycle campers will take 
backpacking equipment because it's light. It's it's very. It's not really economical on your wallet, but it, it, it economical on the weight. You know, you can get a lot of stuff that's really light that does an amazing job of keeping you warm. So you're not taking charcoal with you? Is that what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> you're, taking, you're taking things that are either freeze-dried that you're adding boiling water to, soups, pots. Um, Sounds like we're going to the moon. No, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I mean go, go, go to any of your, your field and stream stores or anything like that, and, and you'll go to the camping area, and you see all these little packages of, of freeze-dried food and things like that. A lot of guys use that. A lot of guys do that for their meals. Other guys just take some steaks and put some ice around them, and, you know, they'll have a skillet, and they'll just fry up a, a, a thin steak on that little burner that they bring. Now, is that what you're going to be doing? Well, this next weekend, my family – this is actually my wife's wanting to go to – they have a uh, – in the northern part of the state, they have a large uh, balloon festival uh, race thing. See, he's blaming it on his wife. Well, no, I'm not. See, and I told her the only way I'm going to this is if I can A, ride the motorcycle and B, camp out in the hammock. And she was like, okay, that's fine. Well, you know, the kids and I will be in the tent and I'll and you can be in the hammock. And so we we found a spot. And, nice. And Perfect. So that's, that's kind of what we're doing. Oh, great. Now, Let's just hope it don't rain. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. Like I told my parents who were worried about me when I went to the beach last week, they said, what is what happens if it rains? I said, I get wet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, now, as far as it goes for your tent, now is this is this one of these? Uh, it's it's a hammock that's got yeah. the tent top over it, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's got a tarp that you pitch on top of it. So um, you just kind of strap the the hammock up at about a thirty degree angle on both ends, and then uh, put the the tarp on top of it at, at however you want it configured. There's all sorts of different ways people do it, right? And uh, that, that's about it. it. It you know, once you get good at it, you can get the tent up in about, or the hammock and, and tarp up in about 10 minutes, and you can break it down in about five. Now, how, now how big is it? Is it big enough to where is this a one-person thing, or you could two it's people? One person. One, it's person. one person. So it's kind of, t- it's kind of uh, tiny. It's got the whole fly rain thing on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, you just hope you, hope you could find two trees to put them between. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, mine mine works best. The trees about 15 feet apart. 16 feet will work, too. Um, and... Uh, I actually like the place that I was going to that we're Pretty going cool. to out there. She actually went out and measured for me and came back and said, they're 15 and a half feet. And I'm like, oh, that'll work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, what's great about these is now I've camped plenty of times. Uh, I've tent camped and I've also pop up trailer camped. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a comfort camper guy and mm-hmm. I, I go all out. Now, I, one of the great things about these hammocks is that you're not on the ground. Yeah, that, that's the reason I'm doing it because I'm I've got a lot of uh, knee and joint issues from just some some injuries I've had along along the way over the years and and to me it, it's just more comfortable you know to to be to get a good night's sleep. I mean, if I'm going to be riding all day, especially this next weekend, I'm going to be riding all day, walking around most of the day, and then riding back several hours. I want a good night's sleep. I want to get comfortable, and I don't want you know any kind of like little rock sore areas where i've got a, a, a charlie horse in my muscles where i slept funny or something like that so yeah wow saying as far as so you didn't say anything about bugs though i've got a bug net that's attached to it so you, basically what happens is, is you put the hammock up and there's a line that runs from the both the, between the head and the foot end and they pretty much sew in a bug net that zips up and it zips out so you're you're in a bug net the entire time nice uh 
So only when you're outside of the hammock do you have to worry about bugs. And they've got little things now you just kind of clip on your shirt and clip on your wrist or whatever. And right. it does a good enough job if you're sitting still of keeping the bugs off of you. Yeah. Um, if you're moving around, it doesn't work as great as, like, you know, off or, or some kind of spray-on thing. But Right. Now, for our listeners and people who are seeking to go motorcycle camping, if you don't care how you smell, uh, I suggest what you do is just you camp anywhere. But if you do care about your personal hygiene, you might want to find a campground that has facilities like showers and bathrooms and things like that. Is that something you guys are doing? Is that what you're seeking out? Well, you know, we actually have um, – we're actually going to a KOA. Okay, and, there you go. Yeah, that's good. And so we're doing that. I mean, my, I've got three kids that are going with us. So a bathroom is a necessity. And, Absolutely. And so I am not dealing with that. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, they can they can get to the bathroom real quick. There's showers there if we decide we want to use them. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Um, you know, this last weekend was a, a really a test of this is how I envision this going. And so my wife and I just kind of drove down the road about 20 minutes. We've got a place here. It has a, it had facilities that we, we go to the restroom. But, I mean, the next morning, my wife was able to come home, let the dog out, do its thing, and then come back out to the campground when, within an hour. So it wasn't like we were right. that far from home. It was more of we're, we're testing the setup, which I recommend anybody do. Go in the backyard, test it. You know, go on a short, really close camping trip, test it to where if you have to bail in the middle of the night, you can right. and learn from your mistake and try again. Absolutely. So. Now, packing up your gear. Uh, do you have textile, hard bags, or leather for your stuff? Well, I've only got the one bag right now, the one waterproof um, Wolfman bag. Okay. And so, but because I'm only going, basically, it's, it's a one-night thing. This last time, it's a one-night thing. This next time, um, everything kind of fits in there. I mean, change of clothes, uh, some minor toiletries, and then you've got, I mean, the tent, hammock, pillow, that doesn't take up a lot of space. Right. It's actually what takes up the most space is the current sleeping bag I'm using, um, just because the one I wanted to use uh, got torn. Ah. So the one I've got now is one I've had since pretty much before I was in college, and it's this big, thick Coleman thing. And So my, my, my wife is transporting that for me, but normally I would have a, a little bit lighter um more effective sleeping bag that i mean they all fit in pouches and you can hold everything in 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 one hand weight wise i mean they're all i think the whole thing together is less than five pounds oh wow that's good now how much did your tent cost you i'm I'm getting into the financial aspect of it now because we're looking at uh, i have on on our screen here now the uh the tent that it actually has a little vestibule that you can actually park your bike in yeah, well, it's a, it's like a, I said, I'm, I'm not using a tent. I'm using the, the hammock. Right. Um, so basically what I did is I went with a – and because I'm a bigger guy, I had to get a bigger tent. So I went with a Warbonnet uh, Blackbird XLC. Right. And that tent has a couple extra features in it. It's got a little area where – and most times in hammocks, you want to try to lay at a diagonal. So you're not doing the banana thing. You're trying to lay as flat <laughs> as and so they kind of make tents, some, some of these little camp hammocks now where you can kind of put your feet to one side, your head to the other, and you're actually laying flat, and they make the little... Little platforms stuff. inside, yeah. So I want to say my entire hammock plus tarp was like $400, $450. Yeah. Um, it, what we're looking at here is we're looking, like I said, we're looking at one of the tents. It's on Revzilla, actually. Uh, and this it's by Redverts, mm-hmm. uh, the Atacama Expedition Tent, $500. And this is the one yeah. that has the... It's a two-man tent. That has a little vestibule where you can park your motorcycle in. Well, see, and the thing about that is, you're going. I, I honestly think 
whether you're doing tent camping or hammock camping, your price is going to be about the same and your weight is going to be about the same as far as, as what you're taking. Because, see, when you're off the ground, you're losing a lot of heat. So if it drops below 70 degrees, your backside or whatever is on the bottom side of the hammock is going to get cold because ah. you're losing all that heat that's normally being managed or actually increased from from the earth. So a lot of times you have to get extra pads, you have to get under quilts, things like that to kind of separate yourself from the from the, the lining of the tent to kind of insulate you a little bit more. Unless, um, of course, if you're one of these people who wants to get a motorcycle trailer camper <laughs> and you want to do that. I have <laughs> you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, here's the way I look at it. If, if that is what makes your ride better, if you're thinking, I'm going across the country and I'm going to take a trailer, put a little bit of stuff in it, and instead of worrying about pitching a tent, taking down a tent, I just want to unfold this thing, climb up in it, fall asleep, get up, fold it back up, and leave in 15 minutes, go for it. You know, I mean, if that's what, if that's what gets you out on that awesome ride, then that's what you should do. Well, that's what I, I have a trailer hit, so I'm good. I can tow yeah. one along. I'm good. <laughs> and and at the nominal price of about three thousand dollars, you can do this. <laughs> you know, again, it's it's one of those things where, and, and I think they're pretty cool. Uh, this is a couple of tear, uh, teardrop trailers. This one in particular that we have on the screen, it's actually a teardrop trailer. It's going. I know the price on this is like sixty five hundred dollars, and it can be pulled wow. by uh, a bike. Uh, it was an eight hundred cc engine. You know, and for that kind of price, that's a lot of money. Sixty five hundred dollars. You might as well just hotel camp it. You know, um, but we have we have yet to explore the tent camping thing, uh, motorcycle tent camping here. I, I'm, I'm trying to convince these guys to try it. Wow. You'll do it. One bug, I'm out. <laughs> one bug and he's out well you can either go when there's bugs or go when it's really cold yeah, yeah see that's, it, see that's it. when we don't go <laughs> we're with the bugs there's guys that they they hike out in the snow hang a hammock and camp out like in northern montana during the middle of the winter in hammocks and backpack in and out i mean they they, they go out in the winter and they've got all their stuff so you know, and they don't use the the bug stuff because they don't they don't need all the bugs. No, they don't. You know? <laughs> Montana's a beautiful state. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to get out there. Especially out there in August. Well, coming up for us, we have our Americade trip coming up. You've never been to Americade, have you? No, I've actually never been to a motorcycle rally at all. You owe it to yourself to go to a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, and this is what I have been told by people who have attended all these. Your Myrtle Beach, uh, Daytona, Sturgis, and your Laconias, like those, they are party events. If you yeah. want to party, it's about the party, and it's about the big group gathering. If you want to ride, you go to Americade. Yes, yeah, and that's, what, what you described about majority of those is the small rallies we have around here are the same. They're... they're want to be you know we have uh thunder at the beach things like that down the right, panel right. a lot of guys go to um and it it's it's pretty much spring break for adults yeah exactly so that's what we like about americade uh we're going to be heading up there this year again uh in a week we're going to be spending a couple days uh we're going to go on a couple rides we're going to do some test rides and i don't know about the rallies that are down by your way but for uh, as far as it goes for test riding motorcycles uh that's what you want to do at a nice good rally 
Uh, Maricade has every possible vendor you can think of that has motorcycles is going to be there offering test rides. And that's something that you've got really owe, owe to yourself to get into. Yeah, that's one reason why I was looking at getting it at the AIM Expo. It's just because I figured that was the best chance for me to get in the most diverse ride selection. As I understand it, they do test rides there, though, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they yeah. do. And you, you attending this year? Well, it's usually right after Barber, and so I'm, I'm working on it. To, uh, you know, we're actually, and it's a side thing, but we're actually trying to figure out how to raise money to go. Um, <laughs> it's always the cause. So yeah. it's, well, it's one of these things of if I'm doing it for the show, then the show at some point has to start covering these extra expenses. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine paying all the monthly stuff right now. Yeah. Um, right. As you guys know, it gets kind of pricey. Yeah. Um, so, so throwing on an extra, hey, I'm going to Orlando, and I, I don't have enough time to take off work to, to actually ride down there. So it's going to have to be a plane ride down there, hotel room. Uber taxi to the show and then back. Well, why not just ride there? How, how, how long would it take you to ride there? I don't. I just don't have the time off work. It, it, it'll oh. take me probably. I mean, in the, I can tell you right now from from riding to Disney World all the time. I, it in a in a in a, a cage. It takes me nine and a half hours to drive down there. That's not too bad. It, it's not, and it's a lot better when you don't have kids. Um, but <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, uh, you know putting that on the bike. Are you know, you're yet? looking at. Are we there yet? You know, probably 11, 12 hours, just with a little bit more frequent stops. Sure. You know, in a car, I'm able to say I'm not stopping until the gas runs out of this thing. Right. And and so you fill up once and then one more time right before you get there and, and you're you're there. Um, whereas in, in a bike, you know, I, I need to I need to stretch my legs a little bit more than that, especially after about six hours. I start getting pretty tight. Well, you know. If you had a Harley soft tail, you could stretch out your legs while you're riding. This is true. This, <laughs> what about the electric glide? The thing I wish I could do on my bike is, is some uh, highway pegs up. It's just with the engine guards I have on there, I can't find any that won't mess me up turning. Wow. Oh, see, that's just it. You have, a, you have a tall ground clearance on that bike, too. I, I do, but I'm... You know, I could see where in certain corners and things like that they would catch. And I've talked to other people who are like, yeah, I put mine pretty low, and I I rub them all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to fool with that. No, I get you. <laughs> so, you, well, you're, we're going to rely on you to give us all of our information from AIM because we can't get there. Well, if I get there, I'll be glad to do that. And what you got to do is you don't have to worry about your admission uh, to to AIM. I, all you got to do is uh, apply for your your press pass, and you'll yeah. be all set. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel pretty confident that I'll be able to get the press pass this year. Um, but like I said, it's just getting down there and finding a place to to stay. And you know, I have I have some um, I have a spouse that I have to also think about because last year they were back to back, back to back weekends. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why a couple of the trucks that were supposed to go down to Aim didn't make it because they went to Barber and decided not to not to full going down there because they had such a a large turnout and, and such a heavy attendance at, at Barber, they they didn't they didn't go. Oh wow! So that's something. Well, I don't. That's the same way this year. But if it is, it would be even more difficult for me to get down there. Uh-huh. Well, hopefully, hopefully you can make it. Well, we said Barber and Aim are a week apart this time, right? Well, last year, last, last year. year. I don't know about this year. You don't know about this year? Okay. Well, uh, we'll find same out. Same day. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would that would suck if it was the same day. Wow. But, all right, well, listen, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Kev. I appreciate it. It was wonderful to have you on. Thanks, Kevin. And uh, we'll be listening to you uh, as usual. And you guys are on your, what episode are you on right now? 
Oh, geez. Um, you just really your 27th uh, or 8th? Our next episode, which we're recording in two days, will be the 30th episode. Ooh, happy oh, happy 30th. Wow. Happy 30th. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, you guys are doing a great job. I really like what you do. Um, it's, I'm glad you added uh, Larry to, to the uh, to the podcast. Yeah, it, it, it helps that a lot, you know. It, it adds a great dynamic. It's nice to have that other person to bounce things off of uh, for, for the show. And it does does wonders for the show. Um, any last-minute comments before we shut you off? Yeah, um, I have to say, Ted, that I feel your pain being an older brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I am, I am sitting here, and I'll be, I'll be driving down the road listening to you guys, and, and I wish it was like a live show and I could call in right there and, and make a comment to, to you two younger guys to just, you know, back off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> See, by saying that, you're just encouraging more. What did you what, fun me, name so. one thing that we've we've gave him a hard time about? Go ahead. Well, the squeak. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's not, that's never gonna. End. That's not gonna end. We can't let him go on when that. He, when he gets it fixed for real, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and the funny, the, here, here's a funny thing: is I was talking to Larry one day. We were just before our show was talking. And we were talking about how it was one of the shows where you were really riding uh, Ted hard. And I was like, what Ted should have done is turned around to Tim and said, instead of calling you Buck Two, I'm going to start calling you Lean Two if you drop that bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. Huh? Nice. You're going to start now, too, right? <laughs> oh, my new best friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to let him write, write your lines for you now? Why not? I just, what I, I got to, like, this is what he said. Uh, you got to understand him. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying your guys' show. You well, know. Thank you. What I love about, uh, especially you guys, Loud Pipes, and, and our show is we all three shows communicate well together. We're all friends, but the shows are all so different. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my uh, God, yes. And <laughs> and none of us take any – we don't take any pride to say that, you know, without cross – I mean, we love cross-promoting each other. We all love being on each other's shows. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a slot for for you guys to come on my show, and then, and 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 Rich and uh, Rico to come on my show. You know, it, it's just it's been fun getting into this, uh, getting to know you guys, and and listen to your shows. You know, doing a good job, keep up the good work, and uh, thank you. Yeah, we'll yeah, listen. Look, you know, we're, we know we're not techies. We know we don't know all the techno babble. And, yeah. you know, we're not the swiftest guys when it comes to my, uh, motorcycle maintenance. There are other podcasts out there for that. Uh, we're basically doing this to entertain our audience and entertain people who like to ride motorcycles and basically people who have brothers <laughs> who, uh, who can completely understand my pain. What I love about your, your guys' show is you're, you're honest about who you are. You know, oh, you don't pretend to be something you're not. And, and there are some shows that do. You know, we don't pretend to know everything. We say, hey, this was the news. This is what we think about it. This is our opinion on this. It could be coming out of left field, and I really don't care. Right. right. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Right in, you know. I mean, we'll throw things out there, and sometimes I just want to say something just to get some feedback on it, you know. Right. So, Absolutely. As uh, opinion. That's the best way to do it. That's it. That's just uh, the, just say, throw it out there and see what happens. But, yep. Kevin, thank you very much for joining us. It was great to have you on. We appreciate your insight, and, uh, you know, hopefully we get to meet one of these days in the future. I'm uh, looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, All great. right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you very much, Kevin. Take you care, guys Kevin. take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. So that was Kevin McKinney from the Throttle Podcast. And, uh, guys, any last-minute things we want to touch on before we pull the plug on this? No, I'm good for today. 
Chris? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was it. Was a great, great ha- episode today. We, uh, we talked a lot of cool stuff. Again, we have Americade coming up in a week and a half. Yes, we do. Uh, we're two staying weeks. at the two week, uh, eh, like nine two weeks, three days. What? Two weeks, three days. Is yeah. it two weeks and three days? Okay. Yeah. We're staying at the Fleabag Motel. And uh, it's a two-bedroom flea bag motel, by the way. And I guess I, I take it that you're getting the bedroom because you can't sleep. Uh, actually, it's got, don't worry about it's it got a bed and a pull-out sofa again. So this year, I'll let you have the bed, <laughs> and I'll sleep on a pull-out sofa. Yeah, because you could sleep on a rock. and sleep I can this. sleep anywhere. I can sleep on you the You can sleep on the back of the bed without even pulling it over. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. Um, and we've got, uh, we're going to have, uh, so we're going to leave. Well, we're, we're, we're we can have another podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have one more podcast before. Well, actually, mm, yeah. Well, well, no, sure. not well. Obviously, this week and then the week after, then next week, no, then the week after. Yeah, we could have one two days before yeah. we leave. Yes, we can. We can. We but here's a cool thing: we are gonna have a we, we have an opportunity to do a, 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 a special guest next week if we want to do a podcast next week. Otherwise, I'll just do it at home in my studio. But I would rather not. I'd rather do it here. Who, uh, who is it? Alonzo Bowden. Really? Oh, cool. He, yeah, we got to do it for, before we go. Alonzo Bowden is going to be our guest uh, next week uh, on the 31st. He is Alonzo Bowden. You know who Alonzo Bowden is? Yeah, Alonzo he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's the guy that does the he performs at American right, every year. Right, almost here. Yes. He is going to be our guest on the show well, We didn't week. win anything in the raffle. That's right. <laughs> now we can't even play. <laughs> now we can't even play because we're guests. Because we're, so. we're press. <laughs> We're pressed now, so we can't. Well, I won't impress myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do any organized rides? I want to win that damn uh, the free service. That, that would be nice, nice, wouldn't it? That would have been great. A full free service. Yeah, right? they, they, they did tires and all your fluids. That would have been great. Nothing. Oh my god, that would be great. I will unpress myself as soon. As we can still. No, we can. I don't. I don't. I don't see no reason why. I'm sure. Christian, I'll dress up as. I'll put a. Uh, I'll dress up as a girl and I'll be. I'll be, oh, shit. I'll be motorcycle man. I, I've. I've. I've, I've, I've I'll seen, see you guys. Yeah, we've oh, seen you. the motorcycle man. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you dress up like a woman, and I, it's not a pretty. That's sound. about the same yeah. same thing. <laughs> Serial killer written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. But we're going to leave on Thursday morning about 9, 10-ish. 10-ish, 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 10-ish. Yeah, we, we don't want to get there too late. And then uh, we're going to... How slow are you going to We're going to... <laughs> we're going we're to meet up with Christian. He's going to show us around, get some food. And then Friday, we're going to do a boatload of test rides and whatever. No, I want a test ride this year. I want to do the uh, breakout. Do the breakout. You're going to do the trike. Uh, yep. I'm gonna test ride the V rod because I don't I forget what it's like. <laughs> oh come on! And I'm gonna oh, try I, something. I, no, different, I am. Right? I'm gonna try the Sportster Roadster. You know, it's funny how I like the, and I the do, breakout. I like the V rod, and and I, I still do like it. But I have, but I, I something has happened over the years. I don't like it enough now where I ever want to test ride it. You gotta try it. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, just get on I have it and no try. No interest, it. honestly, in, in test riding a V rod. I'd rather mm-hmm. test ride the new Heri- Heritage or okay. the new Electric Glide. Or the the new Fat Boy. The how, about, how about a victory? The breakout. How about a victory? I've got, I do breakout. want to try a victory. I have no interest in victory. At all. Really? None. I'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm a 100 Holly guy. I I'm gonna try. Play. I do want to try. Never, but here's the thing: you've never tried. At least I, try it just yeah. to say you've tried it, and now you have a. Hey, good, I think you got to try the Black Indian. I think yes, the Black Indian. The Black Indian. You got to try Black Indian. Um, as I as I keep going over the catalogs and going back and forth and looking and looking. I think victories are are pretty. I think Harleys are prettier. I really do. There you go. Okay. 
Victories went. Ladies and gentlemen, to, you heard uh, it right here on the motorcycle. Yeah, I think uh, Harleys are prettier. Um, Victory, a lot of their bikes, they went to. Uh, they they're starting to look like Tron bikes, especially some of the big bikes. Yeah. Too, you, much, you know, too much with the fairings. Do you know? <laughs> Revs, the there fairings. was a in Rider Magazine. There was a, uh, a a poll on the ugliest bike. And what is it? And one of the ugliest bikes was the Victory uh, Vision Tour. Yeah, I yes, I don't like that. It's, it's ugly. It they, ugly. They, they feel it was born in a wind tunnel. Yeah, it's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's too. Uh, it yeah, looks like something out of Tron. So that yeah. one, but not the cross country is better. So we're going to test ride some bikes. I want to test ride. I, I, I do want to test ride an Indian. I'll test ride. I want to te- definitely want to test ride a BMW. You act like you have nothing but time. I you have wait, nothing you, no, but time. I always you're waiting, do this. You waited two hours How to long ride did that one bike. ride the last time you did it? Uh, the ride that I went on was about... They, uh, 20 minutes, I think. There's like a 20-minute ride. They tell you where to go and come back? They, they told you, here's the route, do this, do this, do this. But you could have pretty much done anything you wanted. Really? Yeah. Because I would say I would definitely... Uh, like I was gone for, yeah, 20 minutes, half hour maybe. I did about 25 miles maybe. It was all mostly highway. But Why do they want, Why do they send you on the highway then? Because that's the route. Cause they, I wonder know, if they're going to have any new bikes there. New, well, they're going to have the Roadster. Newer, Harley newer. Roadster is going to be there. That's for sure. Roadster. The Sportster, the new Sportster, the called the Roadster. They're going to have that. Is that the one that's like, kind of like a Rambler? That's what you said, yeah. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah, it's like a scrambler. Scrambler, rambler. Scrambler, scrambler. like a rambler? rambler. rambler. It looks like a rambler. Rambling man. Rambling. He's going to be a rambling man. Rambling. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, I'll try I'll try a couple different bikes. I wanna, I'm going to explain. I'll do that. Stuff. Do something out of, out but of you the know what we're going to do? do? We're going to go eat food. No shit. We're going to eat a crap load of food. There, I know we are. We're not going to just have. We need beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, beef jerky. Well, there's a, there's a jerky that's going to be there. The Kentucky huh? the, fried chicken and beef jerky. <laughs> the jerky hut's going to be there again. Bring my own beef jerky. The jerky hut? Oh, that guy that has yeah, the, the psycho, that, uh, yeah. psycho death killing. He's uh, going to be there. Beef jerky? Yep. Okay, well, we'll work it out. And we'll, right. You know, we're going to do a ride around the lake. We're going to oh. ride the lake. We're going to ride around. Remember, we started last time? We only, we only we got to the ice cream place, and that was it. That was good food there. It was good. Yeah, but, but we're going to ride it, and we're going to do it earlier in the day so that we're not worried about the sun shining in our eyes. We do it ourselves. We do it ourselves. No organized ride. No organized ride. All right. I ain't getting the fuck up in now. We're getting goddamn no. morning to do. We're getting we're getting we're getting a free dessert on Friday night, courtesy of uh, uh, Christian and America. We're getting a free dessert on Friday night, and Saturday night we're guests at the comedy show. Nice. Okay. Very good. Yeah, we're gonna have to get on stage and talk. Uh, no. I don't know. No, I don't think not. so. I can I can do all that. <laughs> guests at the comedy show. Where's the comedy show at? Uh, America? No, Where? Inside somewhere? I, I, I don't know. Because last year he did it out in that open festival. You remember? Jeez, uh, I don't know. I really don't. You don't remember don't when we did, we, we, they had the bike contest and we, we voted on bikes? Yeah, yeah. He did, he was, uh, he. They he did was, it on that big stage? I don't yeah. think so, no. I don't think he, so. No, I, I think he no. was up there. No, he, he, was up, he was up there, but I think w- the show he puts on at night, it's at night. At yeah, it's at night that we're going to do I don't, I really honestly don't know where they do it. No, we'll find out. I'll find out. I just hope my lights are working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it all taken care of before. <laughs> all right, so well, that's it. I really don't have anything else uh, to, to cover. I think we've covered quite a bit. Yes, we did. Thanks again very much to Kevin McKinney for uh, yes, being Kevin, on the show with welcome. us. Thank you, Kevin. And talking about uh, camping and stuff. And so check out the Throttled Podcast uh, when you get the opportunity. Uh, great stuff. And also, uh, again, we're going to be at American in a week and a half. 
Uh, I'm going to put up the ride report from the High Point ride soon. Uh, again, my studio's in a state of disarray at home, so it's taking me a while to get stuff done. Uh, but we are also, uh, that's it. And we have uh, Bowden next week, right? Uh, yes, Alonzo Bowden next week. Nice. Okay. Pretty so, good. And uh, Chris, do you have anything else to say? No. Really, nothing? No. Okay. Tim, what do you got to say? Ride like nobody sees you. And all I can say is uh, we are the Motorcycle Men, and we're here at the V2 and Cafe. Uh, check us out on uh, the web, uh, MotorcycleMen.us. And also check us out at, uh, we're also on uh, YouTube. What's YouTube. YouTube. And we're on, it's Moto, 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 is it Moto Men. Is it Moto Men PC on? Chris, where is that? Chris? What is it, Moto Men PC on YouTube? Moto, it's, yeah, Moto Men PC. Moto Men PC on YouTube. Channel. Uh, our Skype name is also Moto Men PC if you want to hook you up with us. You can put Motorcycle Men it's the ch- uh, in uh, YouTube search and you'll find it. Yeah, you just look up Motorcycle Men you'll find it. Uh, links to all this stuff is on our website, so you can check that out. Um, what else? Facebook, okay. we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. Also. Yeah, all that other neat all stuff. All that other neat crap. Uh, and that's it. I really don't have anything else, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we have the Motorcycle Men. <laughs> and I think uh, I guess we're done. That's it. Peace, people. Bye. Ride safe. Fuck off. What? For more information about the Motorcycle Men, visit our website at www.motorcyclemen.us. There, you can join our mailing list or leave a comment and maybe give us some feedback. We always welcome your thoughts. If you'd like to email the Motorcycle Men directly, email to motomenpc at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Links for each of them are on our website. If you'd like to talk to us directly and tell us about your ride, you can do that via Skype. Our Skype name is Moto Men PC, and if you find yourself doing nothing on a Tuesday night between 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, check in with us and we'll make you part of the show. If you're a good guest, we just might send you some stuff. <laughs>